Everybody's got to do something for a living these days. Diane ain't much of a living boy. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. You are listening to How to Die Well, Part 2. This time, it's personal. What is the ideal material to die? Is there one? There, there isn't one. Okay. Uh, I would say if you're going for vibrant colors that don't morph a ton, you're going to do better with protein fibers. So that is your silk, your wools, like alpaca, anything that comes from an animal. Oh, okay. Interesting. So protein. Wool dyes very well. For some reason, we haven't done wool yet. I don't know why, because I think we're just kind of shooting ourselves in, in the foot. Because we have been insisting on doing lots of cotton. And cotton is notoriously hard to dye. Interesting. Yeah. Is that why cotton, like blue jeans, they're cotton and they're dyed with indigo? Is that because yeah, it's just need, a very... Like, a very, very powerful dye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, cotton is just always, just realize, it's always going to be lighter. Right. Than your silk. Do not compare your silk to your cotton and vice versa. Interesting. Well, that would explain why ties are and, and, and so on are made out of silk. Yeah. Just that vibrant pop of color. Exactly. Okay. And that's, that's why cotton and linen, you go back in time, a lot of times those were left more neutral colors. Like that's not where you put your expensive dye because it's just not going to take it as well. You're mm. not going to try to dye like a cotton purple robe or something like that yeah, the, the, the use... king's robes are not made no of... no you're not going to do that so what is satin is satin a, a protein satin is uh synthetic oh okay yeah it is fake silk ah pretty pretty sure about that future megan popping in here to tell you that satin is a style of weave like twill or herringbone it is commonly used for synthetic materials, but it does not have to be. Satin refers to how it is made, not the fiber it is made with. Here we have an example where past Megan was not entirely wrong, nor was she entirely right. Poor past Megan. And I haven't tried dyeing any synthetics with natural dyes. From what I've heard, they don't work and play well as well. Yeah, they're, they're opposing forces. They are. One fabric I would really like to, to play around with is linen. I've heard that that can take dye quite well. But no, actually, I mean, I, I'm bashing on, on cotton, but it does work really well. And it's very affordable. Yes. Right. Bonus so points. I was actually asked, why did we start doing these cotton bandanas? Why don't you just stick with the silk? The silk is so beautiful. But I really wanted to offer a different price point. Right. Instead of seventy dollars. Yeah, instead of seventy dollars, you have something for thirty dollars. Wow. So and it's basically material cost, right? Yeah. 
That's that's really what it is. I mean, the bandanas are a smidge smaller. Okay. But you have a very similar look. Mm-hmm. For less. For a lot less. So that's that's why I thought I wanted. That's why it was important to me to do this. Right. Just so that everyone can enjoy the plant. It's just look. not. It's not just for the elite. <laughs> no, but like, I can see that you don't want to, you know, put down a bunch on silk, and even like. The nice thing about cotton is that it's, going, it's more rugged cloth. It's going to wear really well. Um, although the silk is stronger than it looks. Like, it feels very flimsy. It is It is strong. Yeah, I thought silk was actually one of those things where it's, it's for its weight, very strong. Yeah, incredibly strong. <laughs> so we've been talking around. This is almost a hobby that's like two hobbies in one because we've been talking about the actual dying part. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. But you need the botanicals. So where are you getting that? You said table scraps, but do you have to be good at gardening in order to do this hobby? No. Okay. Not at all. Only if you want to be. And for me, it's very therapeutic too and also i'm a control freak i would be making my own fabric if i could okay i like to do it all the way from the beginning so the more that i can do the happier i am and i enjoy the gardening process this year has been going exceptionally well with the harvesting every day a little bit here a little bit there it's one of these things it blows my mind last year it was a whole learning curve the more you take the more it gives isn't that it so weird? It doesn't seem right. But if you leave things dying on the vine, it's going to stop producing. Okay. Right? I feel like that's a metaphor for life. It is. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Carpe diem. Yes. See, seize the day. Seize the marigold bloom. So, no, like you, you do not have to. We started in the winter. I told you we started in January. And actually, the real motivation is that you were getting married. And I came up with this harebrained scheme, along with the mumsy, that we should do a garden tea party. And something that would be really adorable was to give tea towels with plants that was dyed with plants. And then we would give plants and tea towels at the garden tea party. We are a bunch of dorks. <laughs> but it was very important to us. So that was a big motivation. Nice. But, like I said, we started in January. Yeah. There is nothing growing. In Michigan. In Michigan in January. So, we did not despair, nor did we go online, tippity-tap, and buy all the pre-made plant dyes. Because that's another option. Okay. We started with saving our onion skins. So, the more yellow they are, the more pigment they'll have. You're just tippity-chopping your onion. You peel it off. Take the papery part, stick it in a bowl and or a box or a jar. Yep. And you just save it. Red onion skins. Chippity chop. Save the papery part. It will make you have green stuff. Interesting. Yes. So the yellow one makes yellow, but actually it makes more like a burnt orange. Yeah, it's really nice. It's so beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful brown. And it's such a beautiful brown. <laughs> and then the the red ones. It's so bizarre, it makes green. Another one that we started with was avocado. Okay. So again, you just scoopy scoopy out the green parts and you want to wash the, the pits. So you will save the pits. 
and the skins. And you can either dry it like in a, I don't know, a room with a dehumidifier and a cardboard box, or you can freeze it. Okay. So you just don't want mold growing on it. No, mold is the enemy. If you see mold on your dye stuff, it's not going to work. It's okay. toast. Oh, the quarterback is toast. Interesting. So it was really funny now. Mom goes to the store to buy an onion, but of course with the, the dyeing influence, she just helps clean up the aisle, really. Just picks up all the loose skins that are falling everywhere. That's so true. <laughs> See, why so not? It's actually helping out other people because now is. the store is nice and clean. Another one that you, is a, a, another food item is red cabbage. I will throw out there, though, it is not the most light fast. Like, that one doesn't last as long. Okay, so is there a difference between light and color fast? Yeah, light fast is the influence of sunshine. Light. Okay. Like, does it fade in, in light? Color fast is how quickly does it wash out? Okay. So both are important. Red cabbage falls on the okay side of both of them. Okay. We were trying so hard to make purple. Because that is your wife's favorite color. Yeah. We came very close. But we weren't quite there with the iron modifier. Okay. So we didn't quite get there. We were trying really hard with the red cabbage. And then one that was a real bummer is that we kept trying hibiscus. Yes. And I will put out there, it's beautiful. And actually where we got it, dried hibiscus was pretty cheap. But it color morphs something crazy. So when it comes out of the dye vat and you make like the, your dye vat out of it or you do eco bundles with it, it is this bright fuchsia and it's just gorgeous. And you age and you're like, oh, it's going to stay this color and we're so amazing and look at all this bright fuchsia. And then you wash it out and just before our eyes, it was changing. And we've gotten like gray, we've gotten blue, we've gotten like this weird green. So we got so many colors out of out of hibiscus. But none of them the ones you were I aiming know, for. Not the ones we were aiming for. So like right here I'm seeing like clearly purple right next to us. We've got some scarves that yeah, we made. So like that, that silk scarf there. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna give a guess what that is from? Uh delphinium. Good guess though. It is blueberries. Really? Blueberries give it that purple? Yes. Wow. Can but, you do like but, a okay, color so, like, soak? You see, you see this, how this is purple? This is silk, right? Yes. And this is in the shop. Yeah. And if you order it, 10% goes to the Fibromyalgia Awareness uh, Association. Because it's purple. Because it's purple. But look at what bandana you're wearing. You have on a blue and gold bandana. Again, mm -hmm. you can get one in the shop now. Just that not is, this one, because I'm wearing it. Yeah, exactly. That's Edwin's. That one is also blueberries. Oh. So there you can see how the different fibers take it. It's still lovely, but it's it's not, like, vibrantly purple like no. the silk is. No, exactly. Uh, it's it, almost like a, a gray purple. I'm really bad with colors. If it's not... If it's not, like, a red red, I, I don't see it as red. And if it's not, like, a purple purple... So I have one here that's been dyed with hibiscus. Okay. And you can see it's more of a silvery blue. Yeah. And these little squiggles here are black tea. So that's another one without gardening, without having to buy anything fancy at your grocery store, just buy loose black tea. And then, it, it, you know, if you get tired of eco-dyeing, you can just 
drink okay. some drink some tea. Yep, another one that's really easy to buy is eucalyptus. What what is how do you find eucalyptus? You just go to a florist. Oh, you, okay. Any place that there's just the greenery, the shrubbery. We want a shrubbery. And, and, and what what color does that give you? That gives you kind of the peachy orange. Peachy orange. Yeah, it's it's really quite lovely. This one one of my favorites that we have in the store. I forget exactly what we named it, but it has geometric pieces, and that's the fun thing with with this is it has geometric pieces of onion, and then it has eucalyptus. So it's this sunshiny yellow with orange with peach. And it just all comes together, and it looks very geometrically printed. Yeah, it's amazing. It looks like a printed fabric. Yeah, and it's it's just the 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 dye stuff that was on there. This one's one of my favorites. So I think people need to check out the shop after this to know what we're talking yes, about. Yes, and all the information there too. Like if you want to get into this, you're like, how did they get that color? It's actually in the description. I give it all away. No secrets here. No secrets here. We tell you what it's dyed with. All you have to do uh, is go out and do the work for several months till you get good at it, and uh, there you go. You'll have yourself a beautiful silk scarf. But the thing is, is if you're looking for a hobby that you have to slow down with, that you have to be patient with, and also you want one where you do a little bit, you walk away. You do a little bit, you walk away. This is perfect for you, especially if you are interested in sewing or if you're interested in knitting or crocheting and you want to make your special color uh or if you just want a one-off thing dharma trading company is where we've bought our bandanas and you can buy some silk scarves there not in the size that we make but you can buy ones there so it's already sewn it's already done yeah all you have to do is add your color to it that's so cool so it's it's really an approachable hobby. I wouldn't say it's the easiest. Yeah. Honestly, I think but, the uh, easiest is something like crocheting where you need yarn. And a and, stick. And a stick. And like the Susan Boyle crochet hooks are ridiculously cheap. I think they're three bucks. That's maybe the, if we're talking like that's the easiest. Mm -hmm. This is definitely more difficult. But like you said, it, it sets... Like, if you do eco-dyeing and... Live and let die. And we are doing it now. We have a very cohesive shop, but with very few restraints, right? Because our, our colors all match each other. And you you were once telling me a little bit about how natural colors blend together better than, say, uh, synthetic dyes. Yes. That's because you're not worrying about undertones. So with synthetic dyes, you can have a red and a green, right? Like you have a red top and a green bottom. And you're like, this should work, right? According to the color wheel, it should work. But if it's synthetic dyes, you have to worry about the undertones, whether it's cool or if it's a warm undertone or, you know, all those other mixtures that they have. Whereas with plant dyeing, natural dyeing, the free. Die well. It's all going to look good together. You may have your favorite combinations, but nothing's going to have that weird clash. You know when you put an outfit together and you're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to clash, but it does. Totally had that. Put my jeans on and my t-shirt and just like, <laughs> just 
just today it's just not working for me you have to experiment more come on <laughs> but no like you can put together combinations that you wouldn't typically think look good but they do because they're all plant matter and they they all work cohesively just like you have in like in a garden you have colors that you think shouldn't work together but then when you have it all together and it's all flowering and all the foliage is working together it looks really beautiful yeah because not nothing clashes just because of it's all coming from that same kind of undertone yeah I, I didn't realize that colors had undertones before talking to you about this yeah do they have overtones oh most most definitely <laughs> with dying do you expect me to talk no mr bond i expect you to die dying's hard right and you don't want to go softly into that good night But I would, was wondering if, if maybe you could tell us about your highs and lows, especially the lows. Sure. The low. Wow. Okay. That was low. Yeah. I'll try to go really fast. So a high is it actually worked. First time, right? The first nice. time we got a full color. It didn't bleed out all over the place. <laughs> that was a good dying joke. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. So it actually worked the first time. It wasn't one of these things that we had to like keep banging our head against the mm -hmm. wall trying to make it work. The the low is there are so many ways to do it that it can be overwhelming. This is a craft that has been going on since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So everybody has their method of doing it. And when you read it on the internet, it can be kind of overwhelming. Everybody probably says it, this is the way to do it. Yes. Although some a lot of books I've read do say that, well, this is what works for me. You're going to have to experiment. I mean, on the flip side, though, that's a really good thing, right? Yeah. Because then you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Just treat it like an, a science experiment. And that's what I would say is high, is it's a science experiment. The low is it's a science experiment. <laughs> So what's really fun about science experiments is like, I'm going to mix this together and that together and we're going to do this. The really boring part is tracking all of it. If you want to, I don't, I don't want to be, I mean, we don't track it very well. So this is full confession time. What is ideal is that we would do a little swatch cloth. We would put it in a binder. We would write down all the things that we did, how long we let it age, yada, 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 yada. Basically a spreadsheet for each thing. Yeah. And just keep it all in a binder so that when we need to come up with what we're going to do next, we look back, say, okay, we want to do this, want to change this one thing. We don't do that. We just kind of like, yeah, last time we kind of sort of did this. And like I said, every time it's worked out. So, but if you want to be really intense about it, if that's kind of your thing, it can be a lot to track it because there are so many variables. Yeah, and right? just just remembering each one of them and controlling it. Yeah. So if you really want to like see what each thing does, you have to only change one variable at a time. Yeah. So a high would be some colors turn out so vibrant. I was so surprised how vibrant it turns out. The low is some colors morph. I'm looking at you, hibiscus. You got kicked to the curb. <laughs> no more hibiscus. No more hibiscus. Um, a high is that you get to play with plants and learn more about them. 
like we have learned so many things and that you just get to look outside and you're like, I wonder if that would be a good plant. And you smell it and you're like, oh, it has a strong smell. Yeah, it might do something. And then you throw it on some fabric and it's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it always tricks you because like they say, oh, if it has a strong smell, it probably has some dye properties to it. But other times you're like, oh, I'm going to throw this thing on there and it turns out so beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, and lower your expectations. Like, not lower them, but don't have a fixed idea of what it's going to look like. Like, you kind of know, okay, I'm putting this, it should be yellow, it should be that. But you don't know until it's washed. Okay. And so there's been a couple of ones that I was kind of disappointed because I had an idea of what it was going to look like. We put a whole whack of zinnias on it or uh, one turned out really funky. And you know what? Someone is going to love it. And even if it's not your favorite color, someone's going to love it. And it's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying don't set your expectations too high. Like don't like like with the bandana you're wearing right now. It was very purple, like almost like pinky purple. Again, that fuchsia color. Mm hmm. And then when it aged and when we washed it out, it was blue. Well, who said blue was bad, right? Blue is beautiful. So it's just not fuchsia, right? So right. don't don't look at it as it's coming out of the dye vat and think it's going to stay the same. Right. And give yourself the grace that you can always over-dye it. Live and let die. If you don't love it, you can always do something. What is over-dying? Over-dying is... You just die over it. it. It really is that simple. So you can put it in the dye vat again, trying to make it deeper. Uh, let's say you do, uh, what's an example? Let's say you do a coffee vat, right? And it comes out and it's nice, but it's not as dark as you want it to. You have, to, you have some options. You can put it in the dye vat again and cook it some more, see if that gets darker. You can put it in an iron wash so that you... Dunk it in an iron will always make your colors darker. Okay. More on the black side. It's like adding black to your colors. Okay. Or you could say, hey, I'm going to scatter a whole bunch of tea leaves over this or a bunch of oak leaves or any kind of thing kind of in that color tone and go with that and wrap it up, steam it. Uh, that's actually what happened with the brown and kind of blackish bandanas that we have in the shop right now is that it didn't quite turn out the way we wanted to so there's one solid one there that's been dunked in iron mm -hmm. and the other ones have leaves on it and tea on it uh they have rooibos tea on it which is really delicious oh. if you've never had rooibos tea no never like had that no. r-o-o-i-b-o-s or something like that it's really yummy so we put a bunch of that on there so you can always make it work you can always do something with it so if you don't love it at first, you can try again. You can learn to love it. You can. <laughs> Which brings us to what are you still learning? Obviously, there's a lot. The deeper you go, the more there is to learn. I think one thing that we're exploring more is the color modifiers. Now, I mentioned iron quite a bit. We haven't been using it a lot. But with the bandanas, you can see one that's had a full bath on it which makes it a little bit darker brown. You can see one that's been painted with it. So this really cool print comes, and that's the avocado bandana. That, that one's have. amazing. It's so amazing. Because it goes from pink to like a... Purpley. Purpley gray. Black. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to see another one, again, that was avocado, and it was dunked entirely in iron, 
that are caught in knot bag. Okay. So that purpley color is because of the iron. But there are other modifiers. Um, there's, I think, wood ash, soda ash, which I think you're basically making lye. Lime? Lye. I don't know. Lie, dye, dye, lie. <laughs> um, but that brightens things. Interesting. So, so you can go both ways then. So you can go both ways. So there's a little bit of changing pH and so it's on. It's all about the pH. Um, another one is vinegar. Again, you're changing the pH. So that's that's one that we're we're looking into. Like that's, and then again, like trying different fabrics. So wool is on the list, and linen is on the list right now. And I think just one thing that we want to keep, you know, pursuing is writing down what we did. Keeping track keep, of what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. And trying different weights of fabric. We have some, and it's called duck cloth, which I just thought was... How apropos. Yes, just perfect to buy. It's a very thick cotton. Yeah. So it's kind of like canvas. So we want to try that and see if that takes the dye better or worse. I think it's going to take it better. Mumsy's kind of, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So, I think because there's more strands to hang on to, the dye is actually going to be a deeper color. That's kind of, my working theory. Kind of like jeans. Yeah. You really like jeans, don't you? I'm, I guess I'm fixed on that. <laughs> Wrapping it up, what keeps you excited about doing this? And um, where, do you, where do you see the future of Ducks Never Waver kind of taking on this venture of eco-dyeing? And branching out from there. It's a loaded question. Try to. What keeps me excited is that it's always different. There's always a new variable. Like you can cook it hotter. You can add this thing to it. You can try a new dye. Like there's so many that we haven't even tried. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's what keeps me excited is that there's always something new and fresh that you can do with it. How I'm excited about it in terms of Ducks Never Waver is that more and more I'm hoping to incorporate the materials in, in interesting and new ways. Uh, I think we'll have for a goodly while until if I get bored of it, we'll see. But I do like using the recycled materials, but you're not going to see any materials that haven't been dyed if they're new, right? So if I do wall hangings... It's either going to be recycled materials or one that we dyed. Okay. So I'm really excited that there's going to be colors that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And I think that's just part of what makes the piece special and what will make it last as well. So, yeah, just hoping to do more designing with fabric, get more into sewing, incorporate again the leather and the crocheting and the fabric and having that all to come together i think will be really beautiful it is beautiful thank you live free die well we hope you have enjoyed the ducks never waver lunch break if you would like to fill your senses with more ducks never waver goodness you can feast your eyeballs on instagram and facebook touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. 
we will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this year's podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky, my friends.